0: Welcome, race fans, to another edition of the USF Pro Insider, episode number fifty, halfway to one hundred. It is May the thirtieth, so wrapping up the month of May. I know so many people had a chance to join us at the Carb Night Classic uh, at IRP, and of course, potentially we're either trackside or at home or listening to the IndyCar Radio Network for the Indianapolis 500. My name is Rob Howden, the voice of the USF Pro Championships, and on this edition of the USF Pro Insider, wrapping up May. As we said, looking forward to June and throughout the summer months. Lots of racing to come here in the USF Pro Championships, USF 2000 and USF Pro 2000. Of course, we're on the Oval IRP for the Freedom 75 and Freedom 90. But today's show, refocusing back on USF Juniors. It's been quite a a time off for the Juniors drivers. They wrap things up uh, for their first two events at the end of March back at uh, Sebring. And we're getting ready to go once again here this coming weekend at Virginia International Raceway for the next uh, stop for the drivers in USF Juniors. Joining me now, one of the race winners from 2023, Quinn Armstrong from Australia, just flew back uh, from being home for for a couple of weeks. Quinn, of course, running for D-Force Racing. During that trip, just turned 16 years of age as well. Uh, Quinn, first off, happy birthday. And second, welcome back to the U.S.
1: Uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you for that. Um, it's good to be back. Looking forward to racing after nice a little bit of a break. But um, you know, it's always nice to be back over here. Love driving. So you guys do it right over here. So looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> you mentioned that uh, before we came on the show that you got uh, got a chance to go back and obviously see your mates and everybody the family back home in Australia. Must be must be nice going back with a, a winner's trophy as well, right? You got a little bit of bragging rights when you head back.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is always nice. Obviously, you know, you, you always talk with your mates about it, but when you can actually show a result and in the form of a trophy, it is always nice. Yeah.
0: Always great, of course, to get that big trophy and take it home to see your, show your boys. But first two rounds, Sebring and Barber. So here's the big question. You like Sebring better or Barber better?
1: Oh, it's definitely Barber. It's definitely Barber. Even though you won
0: it, even though you won it, Sebring. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know my family says that, and obviously Sebring has such um rich history in it motorsport. Is. You know, it is is very cool to be able to say you've driven and won at a track that you know these big names driven at. But then at the same time, when it comes to turning laps, I, I think I enjoyed Barber a bit more. You know, it's it's such a a different track. You know, but it's nice to have the differences. I say.
0: Let's keep it real. Sebring's a tough racetrack for our race cars, though, isn't it? It's, it's pretty bumpy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it was. It was very tricky. I mean, it was good that we had the spring testing there prior to the race. You know, we got to learn a little bit about the bumps because, obviously, yeah, they're, they're well and truly there compared to Barber, you know, very smooth. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a different experience for sure.
0: Now that I've got my head straight on on the uh, the calendar with the events that on, it is the third round coming up at VIR, like I said. Start of the season off. For the whole championship at St. At, uh, Petersburg, of course, the juniors weren't on the St. Petersburg docket. They started on Sebring. Then they went to Barber, which was a, a, a really strong weekend there. Uh, and then, of course, now moving to VIR. Some great racetracks still on the docket for the year. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where you sit right now, Quinn. Third place in points. You're 32 markers behind Nicholas Giofoni, who had a really strong weekend. Force racing all total. Really, kind of owned Barber Motorsports Park. You guys had it handled. You put so much pressure on Nicholas throughout the entire weekend. So you have the victory. You have three podiums. Again, big weekend, like we said at Barber, and only one finish outside the top five. Consistency is a mark of a, of a champion driver, and you've obviously done well so far. Um, let's go back and we'll start at Sebring. I want to talk a little bit about the weekend for you. It was, it was I want to say, it was kind of up and down to a certain extent because you had a race win, uh, but didn't back it up with a, you know, with another victory on on the weekend. We had three different winners there. All told, when you go back to Sebring, you look at it. What are, what are your thoughts on that weekend, knowing you know the high point, obviously getting that victory?
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely a story of very high highs and pretty low lows. You know, it, it was you know having the first win in the first race was obviously something we really wanted to you know check off early. You know, yeah. get it early, get the confidence in. But then, by the same token, we sort of you know never really got back to where we wanted to be. I mean, race two was average i guess you could say you know still in the top five but we obviously wanted you know top threes you know to keep that average finish nice and high but then you know just a, a risky move i suppose you could say in in race three, really put us on the back foot i would say you know speaking in championship sort of terms but yeah. now it's sort of just a thing of trying to fix that mistake you know it's 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 there you can see it you know in the points tally wise but you know it it makes. You know, it sort of puts a bit of a cloud over the first the first race win. You know, because it went so high to so low, sort of thing. So, it's definitely a thing of you know working to make that right after after the mistakes happen. You know.
0: Hey, the one thing I'll I'll give you this. You know, you go from Sebring then to Barber, and if there's anything you want to do after you know kind of a rougher part of the weekend, like you said, you won the first round. But to come back strongly like you did the whole team, of course, D Force Racing coming back strong at Barber, uh, you know, sweeping the first day's action, one, two, three. Um, you must have felt good coming back and, and having a good race car and running a strong you know, overall weekend, right? You just ran really well over those events to kind of bounce back from again, like the disappointment you talked about.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, D Force, you know, in my opinion, they're the best team out there, you know. They we showed up to Barber, we knew we'd be quick, but you know, they really pull it out of the bag, you know, that it shows they know what they're doing. You know, they don't muck around. I mean, you look at the results show, you know, the first race we locked out the whole podium, you know, I don't know how many times that's happened in in USF Pro Championships, but I know D-Force has done it and and I'm very proud of that as a team. And I'm I'm happy that I was able to contribute to that effort, you know, because they put in such a big push and hopefully, you know, they can look at that and maybe it's a little bit of repayment, I like to say, but, you know, it's, (laughs) it's something I like to see and yeah it was a bit of a bounce back weekend you know finishing two seconds obviously as a racing driver you want to be two firsts would have been nicer but you know bar was very tricky track and very tricky to pass at you know so starting third we sort of minimized the damage by finishing second in both races you know it was because me and Nicholas was just so close in the races I felt you know and as the the laps went on, you know, the tired egg sort of settled in and it was getting harder and harder to follow and in turn harder and harder to pass, you know. So I think sec- second was sort of where it ended up being and where we needed to be really, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, and and it's a good points haul, right? Seconds are better than thirds, thirds are better than fourths, and so on. Down the line, when you're in that championship battle at the Circuit of the Americas at the end of August, at the finale weekend, you'll be thinking back to two good results. Now, here's the great thing. This coming weekend, we head to VIR. You've been there before. You've raced at VIR before. You were there last year. Uh, Just give me your thoughts going into this this weekend. It's, It's been a bit of a gap since the last race. Do you feel like you still have the momentum rolling to go into VIR?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, being back home, training, you know, a bit of sim work. It's it's obviously, as you say, a track I've driven at. You know, that was where I did my first race in That's cars it. last year. So, you know, looking forward to returning back back to VIR and it's a nice track. You know, I, I do enjoy driving it. It's always sort of got a special place in my heart, if you will. You know, being the first car track that I raced at, yep. and the results were were quite good, I believed, for for my first race event or race weekend in in cars last year and and i think we can you know carry momentum from barba you know with obviously two second places in barba and i think we can push for sure for a, some first places in VIR.
0: i remember talking to you and your parents at VIR, you know after each of your races and saying how impressed I was because again you you know looking at your body of work you really haven't done that much racing this is only your fifth year of racing only your second like really, your first full year racing cars, right? You you only got into car racing last year, having done the Lucas Oil School. Uh, what the was that the year before that? I think. What what year did you do uh, the yeah. Lucas Oil in twenty one? 21. Right, one, yeah, In twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So literally, you've only this is only really your second year in cars. Um, but you had a really strong run at VIR last year. There's no doubt about that. What is it about the track that you like? Is there, is is it uh, is there a? It's a very flowing track. It's one thing I yeah. like about it. and some long straightaways. I like some long straightaways.
1: Yeah no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the return of a long straight. You know, a bit easier on my <laughs> part to uh, do some overtaking. True, but um, it's it, it's sort of like Barber, not in the sense of the straights, obviously, but the corners. You know, obviously, it's a lot like Barber in the sense that you know lots of ups and downs, and that's always interesting. You know, Sebring was very flat. You know, there's there's no nothing, no hills, nothing. You know, um, whereas you know VIR, it's you go down, I don't believe, I don't remember which corner number it is, but two, three corners before the back straight, there's that downhill left, you know, and it's very yes. quick. I remember that in the first practice session. was wild. <laughs> you know, it, it obviously cars corner a lot quicker than carts. So, yeah. and then to add in a massive downhill, it was whew, a bit of pretty a easy, in to, pretty easy to
0: go off on the outside of the corner there too.
1: Yeah. 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 No, for <laughs> sure. There's, there's that curb there but you know it's sort of you get on top of it and it sort of spits you out and you yeah bit of a code brown you could say
0: that's it i like that you listen you talked about karting a little bit let's dive back into that a bit just to kind of give some people again we're trying to let people know who you guys are this is of course quinn armstrong who's p3 right now in the usf juniors championship a 16 year old out of australia who races with d-force racing his second year with d-force yeah literally I go back like I interview a lot of people right guys up in whether it's usf pro 2000 or indy next and a couple years ago they've been in the sport for a while you literally have you started the sport back in 2019 i think let's let's talk a little bit about you when you first got rolling first got into the sport what was it that was it your dad who liked racing did your mom like racing what got you into a cart in the first place back in 2019
1: no, there's surprising there's no racing in my family really? whatsoever. Uh okay. yeah, no,
0: not not a single bit, not
1: on my mum's side, my dad's side, you know. Oh my goodness. Dad's sort, of, you know, interested in cars, but never racing. It was not sort of ever a thing. But I remember it was twenty nineteen, so it would have been twenty eighteen, sorry, Christmas. And I got Grand Turismo Sport for, <laughs> for Christmas. Okay. And I played that, and that was when Lewis Hamilton was an ambassador for the game. And that sort of led to a knowledge of Formula One. Mm-hmm. Then I started watching Formula One, and then we went rental karting, and then it all sort of snowballs from there. That's then I it. got my first kart on my twelfth birthday in twenty nineteen, and then you know we we did our first race in July, I believe that year. Won the first race, which is always a good memory from back then, back in Australia. But um, I lucky a hook yeah, <laughs> right, and. Yeah. And and then, yeah, it just sort of, you know, snowballed from there. You know, we went and did some national championships, got some good results, I'd say, in in those in karting. And then it became time, you know, I turned 15 and was the age that I could go cars. And then it was just weighing up the options. And I mean, how could you not go to USF championships? I mean, they've got such a good system set up, you know, with scholarships and all that, that it's sort of a no brainer.
0: There, there are options, of course, in New Zealand and Australia to run Formula Four. Why, why did you elect to come over here first? Yeah, so the
1: the goal before was obviously always F one, but you know when you think about it, it's such a slim chance. I don't want to be slim. the Debbie Downer, but <laughs> it is so slim and it's, it's
0: realistic. And yeah.
1: yeah, and and it's you know it's you win a British F four championship but it, you could still not be on the grid next year. You know what I mean? True. Like you can still end up without a drive because you may run out of funds. And that's obviously a big thing, not only for me, I think for everyone, I think everyone, you know, knows how expensive it is to drive, you know? And, and it was sort of a thing of, okay, well, what's the next best option. But then we learn about the option in the sense of, I mean, USF pro championships, you know, this, the scholarship was the biggest thing. You know, if we go and win a championship, it's not going to be talent to waste, for example, you know you yeah. say? so. Yeah. We knew that, you know, obviously, if we go on and win a championship, happy days, we'll be able to keep driving. You know, it's not just going to be end of story, return back to Australia and uh, what could have been story. And obviously, as well, it's, it, it's still far, but America is actually closer to Australia. It's true. So And yeah. there's way more progression in the sense that, like, there's way more professional series over here, you know, chances of a drive. Whereas in Australia, it sort of lacks that, I believe. You know, there's, there's yep. only a slim amount of opportunities that you can get a drive and make a profession out of it. You know, whereas you come over here and there's so many different series that, you know, ha- you have options, you know, yeah, even if it may not be IndyCar.
0: That's so very true. And, you know, obviously the USF Pro Championships is such a clean ladder system. You go over to Europe and there's different options of which ways to go, right? In different areas mm-hmm. to kind of work your way to try to get to F3 and F2. But you're right. If you end up getting into the USF Pro 2000 level or even USF 2000 And IndyCar is not the option. We've seen so many of our very talented drivers move to IMSA or something like that. There are a lot of opportunities to become professional race car drivers there as well. You do come over here. You end up coming and racing. Obviously, the scholarship is something that is huge for so many drivers to to kind of attract them to be here. You end up rolling over. Just Let's go back quickly before we roll into how things went up, Barbara. Your first weekend at VIR, you're obviously going there this weekend. I know you were probably wide eyed coming over last year for your first event. Do you remember back then one year ago, how much different are you now than you were back then?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think obviously I've matured it as a driver. I'd like to say that I'm better. Um, no, it was, it was an amazing experience. Obviously. I don't know. There's not many people that can say that they've, you know, they were from Australia, raised carts in Australia, but then they got this amazing opportunity to go race cars in America in a different continent. You know, it's, yep. it's so different. And, and it was, it was very eye opening the experience. I mean, first practice, I missed out on first practice. I still remember there was a bit of a mechanical issue, but that second practice was, it was amazing feeling like it's, it's hard to, it truly is hard to describe because it was so different, but it was so enjoyable in the same sense, you know, is it cause it's like nothing I I'd never experienced anything like it, you know, and then the races was a whole nother thing. You know, it's, it was awesome. It was good. There were still similarities, you know, from carts. Obviously, rolling starts is, was one of the things that I was sort of happy for, in a yep. sense, that you know I'd never done a standing start in my life, so it was it was good, you know. There were still similarities, but at the same time, Deforce made it a very easy transition, I believe, you know. But everyone there is is very nice, and they're all polite people. You know, it's not like they're they're bad people. So they made the transition easy on my part. That I wasn't nervous. You know, there was no one I was scared to talk to. You know, they're all very welcoming and they had open arms and that made the transition so much easier. I believe.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a fantastic family atmosphere with David and Ernesto and everybody else has been there for so many years. No doubt about that. Let's get back to this year here and we'll roll through. We have a, a couple more questions I want to ask you. Let's go to Barber Motorsports Park. You had the uh, solid run at Sebring. You go to Barber, you get the speed. Were you guys expecting to have that kind of speed coming out of the gate? Because obviously, you guys, you know, force really dominated the action, almost swept all the podium positions. Just one pass late in the race ended up, uh, you know, stopping you guys from being one, two, three both races. Um, did you expect to be that good when you rolled off the trailer?
1: Yes, in a sense. Okay. I mean, I
0: know what this team can can achieve. You know,
1: yep. from from an inside perspective, you know, you you'd really you really learn, you know, how much these guys are capable of and, and they are capable of a lot. So we knew it could be a good weekend. It was just about sort of connecting the dots, if you will. And, and I think especially that first race, that's exactly what everyone did. You know, we connected the dots yeah. and, and the result showed that. And I think the pace was always going to be there. You know, we were always going to be able to challenge. We know that. But, you know, it really just linked up, especially in that first race. And then we were so close in the second race as well.
0: I had the chance to do the track walk with you guys uh, around the facility. And it was really interesting. David Martinez, of course, one of the team principals from DeForce Racing. A long history himself. Ran Champ Car. And then you got this guy named Mateus Leist as well, right, who did uh, Indy Lights slash Indy Next with Carlin uh, a number of years ago. Then, of course, going on to run uh, Car with AJ Foyt, Did a bunch of Car racing as well and sports car racing. To have those two guys there, I just kind of sat back. I was kind of into it a little bit. then I'd sit back and I'd watch all of you guys interact. Both David and Mateus bring so much to that team in terms of experience and how you should be taking corners. I know you, I watched you very closely because you were very intent on listening to everybody. It was that, that track walk was filled with a lot, a lot of experience and a, really a lot of guidance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose Mateus and David, all right, blokes, um, you know, they've, they've wrapped up some lives, some um, laps in their career and, True. Um, you know, they've. I mean, Mateus alone has driven that many laps of this track in so many different categories, you know, mm. and, and you, you go to a different corner. He goes, Oh, I remember in this car doing this, you know, Oh, in the wet I've done this. It's like, he's, it's like he's done a lap in every car in every condition around right. the track. You yeah, know? Know. And it, it's, it's good to have him on, on your side, you know, because you can have this guy who can dive so deep into the little list of things, you know, things you obviously me not knowing, you know, I hadn't driven the track in a racing environment before, but you look, to these two people, you know, in the form of David and Matthias. And they have so much, you know, knowledge.
0: Indeed. All right. So let's let, let's before we'll we'll cap things off. We'll talk a little more about VIR and we're all set up, but I want to talk more about Quinn Armstrong. He just turned 16 years of age, which makes me feel unbelievably old, which is fine. (laughs) I can live with that. I think I'm almost, I think I'm probably yeah close yeah i think i'm more than three years uh three times your age which is perfect oh still spring chicken mate. i am dude i got lots (laughs) of time i'm still racing i'm good i'm good let's talk about you so you come over here i love this when we get somebody to come over from australia so what do you think of the food situation over here like obviously you're stopping you you guys are going some of the fast food restaurants give me is there anything you're okay with some guys don't like it talk to to lucky hughes and he's like man i'm not sure about this place yeah yeah i think maybe i can
1: agree with him um i definitely prefer australian cuisine all right um you know it's 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 different over here to say the least
0: is there a a go-to thing you'll go to when you're here you know you won't be disappointed um the biggest one the the
1: craving of the whole family really that seems to have been is dairy queen ice cream cones really that seems to be the weak (laughs) the weak point we'll have dinner (laughs) somewhere and then maybe someone will suggest. That we um we go get some ice cream cones. So that's All sort right. of that's one that sort of has us in a chokehold. But other than that, I mean, it's it's not really my <laughs> thing. The food over here. It's it's just I don't know. You guys, you try you're trying to, to be so dipl-
0: you to be so diplomatic. I love this. Yeah. I don't want to piss anybody off right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, No, I'm not not trying to become public enemy number it's one. Okay. It's here. okay. So listen, here, but, here's um here's the one thing. So I looked at your bio, and you you're we're kindred spirits on this. What's your favorite food? uh i I like mexican
1: cuisine it i think says, i put in their birria tacos birria so. tacos bro yeah so. yeah no i i like them and i've had them over here and they're, they're very good over it's here really i think good. that's one thing that you guys have on us you know there's <laughs> so many better me- mexican restaurants over here that do it right whereas back in australia we sort of lack on that side but it's i think it's more with, just
0: dude i live in canada it's the same with canada we we're, we're so yeah we, we're yeah. low on the good mexican for sure yeah yeah, but what I did laugh at was you like birria tacos or whatever Mexican, but then it says best meal I can cook for myself, and you said <laughs> cereal. cereal. So you're so you're saying in the kitchen you're not as good as you are in the race car is what you're trying to tell yeah, me. Yeah,
1: no, I, I won't be challenging Gordon Ramsay anytime soon. I think we can put it that way. Um, you won't. A fallback of mine will not be celebrity chef, unfortunately. That's bloody. Um, I'm I'm useless in the kitchen. Seriously,
0: useless. <laughs> All right. I'm wow.
1: useless. I like i maybe I shouldn't admit, but I am. I'm well,
0: there's always room for improvement. There's room for improvement. So, okay. Last one. You guys are rolling down the road. Uh, all the guys, all the guys to team, you're going to a racetrack and you're stopping somewhere for lunch. What fast food or fast casual place will you pick? Like, are you a burger guy? Are you, I know some guys love Chipotle, uh, Al more, uh, Al said firehouse subs. What about you? What's, what's your, uh, well,
1: um, I've never even heard of firehouse See, that you um, you've,
0: you've been hidden, um, you've been
1: protected. I've had, I've had chipotle, it was all right. I all mean, right. It, you know, it's it's about as good as fast food gets, really. I, I say, um, yeah, I think chipotle, I think I, I can pass it. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's not my favorite, but I'm not gonna cry.
0: So, <laughs> right okay, hold out. on. So, listen, when you're home in Australia, what's good? Like, what, what do you think is good?
1: Oh, well, back home, I mean. My mum's cooking, obviously. Oh, I think okay. I'd get bashed if I didn't say that. Well done.
0: Well played. <laughs> um, well played. um what's your no, favorite restaurant? I mean, what's your favorite restaurant in Australia? A restaurant back home. Hmm. There's a, a
1: pub that we call them pubs. I think yep. you guys call them bars. Yep. Um I don't know about Canada maybe. Um it's it's called Burwood, but they they do a good steak. Okay, I'll I, I, I put them down. But I mean our our fast food is not nearly as diversified as you guys we do not have we do not have as much as as, yeah. as america does you know we don't have chipotle you know the first taco bell opened up in my city like two years ago oh wow so, okay yeah 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 we've i mean the big one is um burger king is not called burger king back home it's what called hungry it? jacks hungry jacks same yeah 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 it's okay. called hungry jacks i think okay. that they got the trademark someone got i don't know what the story is but it, yeah. it's not called burger king all right hungry um, jacks but, yeah, we miss a lot of a lot of you guys' fast food, right. which probably isn't a terrible thing.
0: Here's what we'll stop on food, but I gotta say this. So a friend of mine, Andrew Kitchener, who came over from Australia to watch the five hundred, brought me some Tim Tams. Ah. And literally <laughs> they're already gone. I ate them on Saturday. <laughs> the entire day.
1: Yeah. yeah, no. Um a wafer cookie Carlos, or whatever. Chocolate covered wafer
0: cookie. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah,
1: yeah, Carlos loves them. We brought them over in Sebring. Um, my mum was nice enough to pack some for the team and Carlos had been over in Australia before, yep. like a couple of years back in, in university. And he said, It's been a it's been a while <laughs> since I've had him, but I think he enjoyed seeing oh my, them again. And there. I think the whole team did. <laughs>
0: Addictive. Addictive. Don't doubt yeah. about it. All right. Let's wrap up this show. Let's talk about uh, let's go back again and talk a little bit about VIR. For you coming off the success that you had at Barber. What's it going to take for you to go back to the track that you made your de- debut at last year and get a couple of wins? So at least one win. What's it going to take right now? I think we need to start
1: strong. I think that's always a major key to, to having a good weekend is always starting strong. And I believe we can start strong because we've driven the track before yeah. and it was where I've did I've done racing, you know, as simple as True. that. So, I, you know, I've talked to my engineers, I've talked to John and, and everyone at DeForce, and, you know, starting strong is for sure going to be something – that that is my top priority, uh, you know, for those fir- that first day because it is so crucial. You know, if you start on the back foot, you're probably going to end the whole weekend on the back foot, and no one wants to be like that, you know. Yeah. But if you can, if you can nail out a good practice one, if you can have that sort of baseline set up down that you know this will work in quality, and then you'll have one that works in race spec, then then it most times often it turns into a good weekend. You know, that's where you can nail down some wins, some podiums, and championship points which is what we need and so i think that's always going to be the main goal for the rest of the year but all, you know a big thing about vir is just getting it right early and sort of con- continuing that through all the practices calling it and then the races
0: yeah i think you nailed it for sure there after that uh, you guys have essentially three iconic racetracks road america actually mid ohio first right then road america yeah. and then circuit of the americas at the end of august for the finale three great racetracks any one of those three stand out for you Midahia is awesome. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do. I, lo- I love Ohio. It's it's such a cool track. I mean, it's, you know,
1: it's got a bit of everything. It's got the long back straight. It's got high speed corners. It's got ups. It's got downs. You know, it's, yeah. it's a bit of everything everywhere. You know, you, you, you never get bored of it, you know, because there's so much different things. Every lap is different. You know, you can try so many different things. It's such a, a live racetrack.
0: All right, let's wrap things up here with Quinn Armstrong. Uh, Third in points right now, coming off a couple of second-place finishes at Barber Motorsports Park in the USF Juniors program, racing with D-Force Racing. Just turned 16 years old uh, back on May the 24th. So uh, happy birthday to him as well, as we said before. All right, Quinn, let's wrap things up. Do you have any sponsors you want to mention right now? And after sponsors, let's talk about your social media. How can people start following Quinn Armstrong, who could be one of the next superstars in IndyCar from Australia?
1: Oh well, at the moment it's just parents, really. No sponsors yet. Side of things, yeah. No, um, always open, of course. Uh, Of course. Yeah, no, just sort of a bit of a parent operation at the moment, but obviously everyone's welcome. (laughs)
0: That's it. That's it. How about your social media? Where do they follow you? Are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Are you on one or one or more?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, That's about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn underscore Armstrong underscore is my Instagram. So there you go. Well and intru- welcome to uh, give a follow there.
0: Well, we'll definitely obviously post this out there. We'll be sharing it around, so you'll be able to see Quinn's uh, um, uh, Instagram handle dial things in from there. Dude, a great start to the season. You got the win under the book under the belt, right? That's the first thing, like you said. Got to get a race win to start the season. If you got that, a little bit of rough times at at uh, at Sebring. But you bounced back with your team for the couple of strong second place finishes at Barber Motorsports Park. I think you're, I think you're lining up for a good season, and I think this next couple of races at VIR in Mid Ohio, man, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, going to bring the fight. That's the plan.
0: That's what I like to hear. Bring in the fight. There you go, folks. Wrapping up the 50th edition of our USF Pro Insider podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here. If you have not yet given a follow, please do so. Make sure to follow this weekend. We'll have full coverage on the USF Pro Championships app or on the uh, USF Pro Championships YouTube channel. Our live coverage, I believe, beginning uh, with practice. Follow all the social. We'll let you know when we're actually going to be going live from VIR. It's going to be, again, a great race weekend. Skip Barber's there as well. The uh, essentially feeder system for USF juniors, $100,000 scholarship uh, for grabs for the champion in the Skip Barber program. I had a chance to talk with Jackson Bell last night. That podcast available as well. But again, we're track side. We get rolling. I think the track walk is on Thursday afternoon, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're on the racetrack. Should be a lot of fun watching these young USF juniors drivers get at it. And again, big thank you to Quinn Armstrong from D Force Racing for joining us here for this edition of the show. Again, look forward to it, folks. Some great racing coming this weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.